I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My neighborhood growing up had lots of hills, a lot of hills. My church was near the top of a hill, and my elementary school was actually right across the street, so even further up. Um, choir was on Wednesdays after school, so a group of us would come running down that hill and bang <laughs> right into the glass doors of the parish house. As someone who now works at a church, I can only imagine how appreciated that was. <laughs> but every year, we'd be running down, and right around this time, a sign would appear. We'd bang into that door, and we could see it through the glass. It said, shh, slow down, be quiet. It's Advent. I don't know if uh, that slogan predates Jay's Advent calendar, if he gave it to us or we gave it to him. Jay actually worked at my church for a time. Advent is meant to be a season of change, of preparation, of interruption. You've already seen our service is out of order. We usually confess after the Nicene Creed, and here it's right up top. We've got candles on this wreath. We're meant to slow down, and pay attention. Thinking about this week getting ready to preach, I realized I know I have told that story before about that sign, about that hill. I know I have. Because preparing for this season, I've realized how much of my joy, how much of my expectation is predicated on what was, on nostalgia, on memory, and not predicated on potential, uncertainty, the things that might be. Uncertainty, waiting and watching, they can be marvelous feelings. Some of you have seen already our Advent devotional in your inbox. Zach wrote about how exciting it can be to wait in expectation for Christmas or the beginning of a new school year or a friend's visit. It's also easier for me to imagine, however, or heck, it's even easier for me to remember that waiting and watching and uncertainty can be really unpleasant. Both of my parents have had really major surgeries. Those hours were about twice as long as normal hours. Waiting for exam results, waiting to hear back about a college application or a job interview, not all waiting and uncertainty is full of joy. And then you have Jesus' examples today, the completely unexpected, the cataclysmic, a flood, a robbery, perhaps a global pandemic. Is this the good news of the gospel, the purpose of our Advent prep? Is Jesus asking us to think about God like a terrible, terrible shock? I'm not so sure. I do know, though, that apocalyptic literature is a genre, it's a tool. Apocalypse comes from the Greek for uncovering revealing. So what is Jesus trying to uncover for us this morning? Let's take the story of the flood as an example, an older apocalypse story. Think about before the ark and the flood, the story of Noah, what happens? God is grieved by the way that the people are living their lives. There's greed and violence. These are not people who are beating their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. This is early in the human story. The people know about God, know that they are children of God, and they just don't really care about that. It's like they are asleep. 
desensitized to the potential, the preciousness of life by the mundane and the day-to-day. What does God have to do with a day's work, with getting food on the table, with marriage and children? What does God have to do with my life, my day-to-day? That's the purpose of the flood, this legend. God makes himself impossible to ignore. Jesus is using the idea of the apocalypse, of revealing, uncovering, to get at a tough truth. He's making the argument that people haven't learned that much since the time of the flood, that God is still longing to be with us, trying to walk with us. That's what they said about Noah. Noah walked with God. God is trying to be engaged with our lives, trying so hard that he sends his son to be with us, born among us. And we would rather, on some level, be asleep. We'd rather stay focused on our own lives. We'd prefer unknowing uncertainty. We prefer a level of oblivion. Life, when we are awake and alive to God's call on our lives, it's just harder. It just is. Even sitting here, having survived a cataclysm of our own, I think we can agree that deep down, in a level that's not so pretty to think about, it's easier not to contend with life's difficulties. It's easier not to see someone on the street without a home or without a meal. It's easier not to know the CO2 that's released by our various life's choices. It's easier not to know about the unjust labor practices we can't seem to escape. It would just be easier not to know. It's easier not to worry about anything but what we want to worry about. It's easier not to worry about anything but what makes us happy. It's easier not to worry all the time about loving our neighbors as ourselves, those laws of God, those great commandments, about seeking and serving Christ in all persons. It just is easier not to worry about that. It's so much easier, in fact, that Jesus is imploring us with these really difficult images to be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we just want to think about what we want to think about. So a God who pops up out of the blue, a God who tries to shift us and disrupt our lives, a God who is coming like a thief in the night. Jesus says that if we knew the day or the hour that God was on the way, we might meet him at the door with a baseball bat. What are we so worried that Jesus will steal from us? Our apathy, our denial, our self-righteousness, our refusal to forgive. I think Jesus is imploring us to be honest about the ways we don't want to know him and we don't want to let God in. And somehow the church thinks that this is the best way to get ready for Christmas. (laughs) Getting real. Advent is a penitential season. That's why we begin with confession. You see, we've donned our purple. It's a lot like Lent. It's a time of repentance. God is asking us to reflect and be honest because what honesty does is wake us up. It helps us make room for what is actually important. It helps us to see more clearly the life that we actually want. And from all the examples I used earlier, you might think it's all doom and gloom. It's not. Awareness is real sight. 
awareness of our blessings, our gratitude. Part of being thankful for the blessings of our lives is by really enjoying all the blessings of our lives. That's why we just had Thanksgiving. That's part of awareness. And then there is the awareness of the world and its needs. Awareness of the pain of the world coupled with our focus on our own desires and joys. That's the balance. That's what we're trying for. That our dreams are not narrowly focused on ourselves, but are about joy and peace for everybody. Because that's the story of Christmas, of Christ's incarnation. That's the new life this season is meant to prepare us for. Healing, liberation, safety, joy, fellowship for everybody. Absolutely everybody. Even these visions in our scriptures today about the end of times, they're about the gathering of the people, the healing of the nations. That's what Isaiah is all about. In the verses before these ones, Jesus says, how I wish I could gather the people together, like a hen gathers its chicks under its wings. So that takes me all the way back to the sign by the church door. Shh, slow down, be quiet. It's Advent. As the machinery of Christmas hums to life all around us, slow down. What do we see illuminated by those Christmas lights? What do we hear in the words of those carols? In Paul's letter to the Romans, he says, you know what time it is. It is now the moment for you to awake from sleep. The night is gone and the day is near and salvation is nearer to us now than when we first became believers. Because unlike the people who were swept away by the flood, unlike the people listening to Jesus, not yet comprehending the true depth of the incarnation, not yet knowing the pain of the cross and the miracle of the resurrection, we know the ending of the story. We know. We know the gift of the Holy Spirit, the sustaining power of communion. We even know a strong and a vibrant, loving Christian community and the things that we can accomplish together if we really want to. Our call this season is to prepare, to prepare with joy and to prepare with honesty. We don't know the day or the hour. We don't know when a tragedy will strike. We don't know when an incredible blessing will occur. No one knows. But we do know that God is present. Knowing what we know, knowing what we don't know, what do we want? Would we rather the temporary peace of sleep or the real, true, risky joy of life? This is the season to dig into that challenge, to dig into the richness of life with God and all its possibilities. Now is the time. So, shh, slow down, be quiet, it's Advent.